This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza. Touchdown, Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown, Bullpups! No flags on the play. It is 99 yards right up the seam. The big play threat from a season ago does it again. Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. Who's giving them the business? And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, getting himself ready for a big night of bullpup football. He is Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Afternoon. I'm trying to switch the headphones around. We were in a delay still. Okay. So I was trying to move things around and get us out of the delay. We're live. We're not 10 seconds We're behind. not Memorex. Don't worry. Okay. We are live. All right. And we are excited for a busy night of Bullpup football. A ton of great games on the schedule tonight. A ton of big games coming up this weekend. Steve, it felt kind of weird last weekend that K-State didn't play. Right. So it wasn't a complete weekend. Now, tonight, we've got the Bullpups. We've got KU and K-State tomorrow. We've got the Bulldogs tomorrow. We have the Chiefs on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's a full weekend. It is. It's a a busy weekend. It's a great weekend. And uh, the big uh, concern right now, however, the weather tonight. That's right. We hope the uh, storms stay away from Abilene. I haven't heard an updated forecast. I know for those uh, going to Heston for the Smoky Valley-Heston game, better go a little early because they're going to start at 6 o'clock. Heston's got their homecoming at 530. So... Uh, hopefully the I don't know what time the storms are supposed to roll in. I have not uh, checked that out. Weatherchannel.com told me earlier, Steve, that there should be some rain in Abilene in the seven o'clock hour. Okay. Then there should be some in the eight o'clock hour, nine o'clock hour, and pretty much from now until next month. Till next month. It's just gonna keep raining. It's gonna keep raining. I will say this, Steve. I saw something yesterday that I don't think you're going to like. I saw a projected temperature for where we could be next week. And it starts with a four. Ooh. I don't think you're going to like that. You know, it's gotten down like 59, 57. But this is going to be in the middle of the day. Well, this is middle of the day. It's going to be, it's going to have a four. No. I saw saw that a cold front is coming. I don't like that. I told you you weren't going to like that. I don't like that at all. It's going to start with a four, which could make things interesting. It'll feel like football weather, though. Yeah. Steve, did you see the big news of the night last night? Uh, Philadelphia. Well, that game was one of them, and a really fun game and a crazy finish. But I was thinking more on the high school scene. Bishop Miege. That's right. The Bishop Miege stat. I didn't see a score. I just heard they lost. 28-27. They lost to St. James Academy. Now, do you remember a comment that I made the other day when we were talking about the new classifications for next year for football? Right. Where St. James is dropping back to 4A? Correct. Some people might be thinking, okay, well, 
great. Somebody that can challenge Bishop Miege. Well, there are a lot of teams that can challenge Bishop Miege. The thing that I think everybody has to kind of remember sometimes is who they play. When you look at their schedule and who they still have to play just this year, you throw in Rockhurst, you throw in another an unbelievable team in St. Thomas Aquinas, then just going through that EKL is a grind. Yeah. So there's a chance that Bishop Miege might not play that many home games in the postseason. Yeah, but it's not going to matter on the east side of the state. But once you get a St. James into the mix, yeah, that well, changes year, things. Yeah, next year. Once that happens, it changes things. Well, yeah, it, uh, it's it, Miege and St. James are going to have to meet up somewhere in the east next year. And that could be a round of eight. Sure. It could be a round of four. Well, we could play Goddard this year in the round of, what, eight? They could play anywhere yeah. at this point, depending yeah. on what happens. But that's what makes, I think, this playoff style a little more exciting. The old district format where you knew the winner of District 1 would yeah. match up with the runner-up of District 2. Yeah. I never thought that was the most fair. And not that I think this is the most fair, but I think it at least leaves things up to chance and that it's not going to be predetermined every year. And I like the new playoff format, but diving into that a little bit more tonight, Steve, remember it is pretty much down to a two- or three-team race at this point for McPherson right. to try and grab that top seed. Well, there's 18 teams, is that right? There are 16, 16 in football. In, in football, there's 16 teams. And there's 18 in the other at, sports and we per have, side. And we only have three undefeated teams out of those 16 in the West, and there's some really bad teams. There the are West. teams number 10 through 16 are all winless at this point Yikes. at 0 and 3. Yikes. So it's an interesting year in 4A West, and of course, all of them are going to start winning at some point. And one of the Because they start playing each other. And one other. of the teams, 1 and 2, is the Indy Bulldogs. That's right. The Indy Bulldogs beat Fort Scott. Whoever that Fort Scott coach is, he should have been fired. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> if you don't beat Indy, that's, that's rough. But as we look at what's coming down to this three-team race, for those of you that are sitting here thinking, okay, who, who do I need to pay attention to? Who do I need to watch? The three or four teams in 4A West that you need to pay attention to and what they're doing every week, number one, Bueller Crusaders. Right. Got to know what they're doing. And we Tonight they're next, at Mulvane. And we play them here next week. And so one of those teams, McPherson or Bueller, will have a loss at this time in two weeks right. after they get through week five. You also have to pay attention to the Goddard Lions who at this point are 2-1. and one. Tonight they play Goddard Eisenhower, who is 2-1. And one. and then the other team you have to pay attention to is Andover Central, who is 3-0 at this point, just came off of a win over Goddard, 38-21. They play at Valley Center tonight. What's the rest of their schedule look like after Andover that? Central? Mm-hmm. They still have to play a big chunk of those teams in AVCTL Division II. Okay. I'm trying to pull it up here as quickly as I can. I don't think they have played Andover yet. I'm getting there, but I don't think they've played Andover yet. At some point, they will have to play them. So, okay, I've got the Andover Central schedule now okay. in front of me. So they play at Valley Center tonight, at May South next week, who is undefeated That's still. That's a good team. They play Great Bend at home, who's 2-1. and one. They play Andover, who's 0-3, and, and then at Arc City, who is 0-3. So there is a chance that Andover Central goes 8-0. Yep. There is the a chance. The May South game will be the determining factor. The May South game is the and, toughest one. And what one. could help there is... They're not going to – I wouldn't imagine if they do win, they're not going to beat May South by 13 points or more. Well, as of now, Andover Central has won by the max in all three right. games. Bueller has won by the max in all three games. And McPherson is one point short of the max. That's right. They're at 38 
because of a 12-point win against Salina South. Correct. So, technically, they are third out of the top three teams in 4A West, but have a chance to continue to prove themselves. And I know we don't want to continue to keep looking ahead and looking ahead and not focusing on teams that are coming up like the Abilene Cowboys tonight, but... I guess that's why we get to do it. We don't let the well, team do it. We just we, start projecting. We do, we do the eyeball test. And we saw these teams last year. We've seen what they've done this year. And unless there's like an outbreak of uh, flu or something, the Bullpups, other than the Bueller game, are pretty much going to walk over everybody else. And that's just being honest. Steve, the other two games that I know people – I want to talk about the Chiefs here in a minute, but KUK State, have you – well, we're going to go through some predictions here in a minute, but have you thought about those games much? K-State with a big game against the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Oh, that's a huge game. KU and TCU. Have you thought much about it, or are, are you just too focused on high school today? I, have you changed I'll your mindset honest, to Saturday? I'll be honest. I really haven't paid a lot of attention to Les Miles' first year because until he gets his own players in there, you know, He's just this is like Beatty 2.0. He's coaching David Beatty's players. I doubt that David Beatty would be 2 and 1 or 2 and 2 at this point in the season like they are right now. They, oh, no chance. No chance. Yeah, cuz he would They lost, would not have been would, Boston College. No, and who knows, they probably would have lost to Coastal Carolina too because I mean if if Les Miles couldn't coach him past, past Coastal Carolina, I don't think David Beatty could, but I really haven't paid that much attention to KU. K-State, I I think, you know, one reason is a lot of the games haven't been on TV because I don't have ESPN Plus or 3 or whatever it's called. It's ESPN Plus. That yeah. is different than ESPN 3. And I don't have that, so I haven't hardly seen any of the games. So I haven't seen a KU game yet this year. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought we saw the end of whoever they played in the first well, game. Well, I don't count that a whole game. I mean, okay. Just caught the very end of that one. Do you know what the line is in TCU-KU this I'd say, weekend? I'd say TCU by 17. You're pretty close. TCU minus 15 and a half. Okay. Do you know what the line is down in Stillwater on I'd, Saturday night? I'd say Oklahoma State's a, like a three-point favorite. Pretty close. Oklahoma State, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. I like K-State this weekend, Steve. Oh, I know I we're going to hear Fearless's picks. I love them. But I get the feeling that K-State, coming off of a bye week, they didn't play last week. Give Chris Kleiman two weeks to prepare, and K-State... It's tough. I just get the feeling that this Saturday is going to be their breakout game where we say, uh-oh, K-State's here to play, man. I think they're going to show up. And I'm not... Imp- and and even if they don't win, I think they're going to be right in this game. But I think they're going to win. I haven't... You know, I watched Oklahoma State and Tulsa. Nothing I saw from Oklahoma State indicates they're anything close to what they've been the last few years when they had... James Washington and Mason Rudolph and Justice Hill. I mean, I don't. They don't have those type of players this year. They got a freshman quarterback. They got a decent running back, but they gave up a lot of points to Tulsa. And let's face it, Tulsa is not very good. Rock me like a golden hurricane. I've been to a game in Tulsa. One yeah, time. sure. I saw KU play in Tulsa at Skelly Stadium. There you go. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break. After that, I want to talk a little bit about the Chiefs. We don't have a ton of time today. And then Fearless Forecaster has dropped off his predictions, and we will go through those as well. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. 
You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve? Yes? Chiefs and Lions, Sunday afternoon. This game's got my attention more than it did. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I thought this was going to be a walkover. But when Detroit went into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. Oh, you mean earlier, like in the season? Yeah, early before the season. I you meant earlier before today. The, before the season, this was about my most automatic W of the year. Other than when the Chiefs play maybe Oakland or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably when they play them or Denver <laughs> or the Chargers. Yeah. Any of those teams well, that can't I would win. say the Chargers. I'm still... Melvin Gordon came back today for the char- or yesterday for the Chargers. What a bad, what a bad bunch of advice that guy was given oh, he was. to try and sit out. Oh yeah. Anyway, the Chiefs at the Lions, a noon kickoff from Ford Field. The Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. I easy th- money, Steve. I think that's easy money. Go take your twenty dollar bill, drive on out to the desert, tell the nice person at the Mirage, and say, "Give me the Chiefs." Six and a half points. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. How many points do you think the Chiefs are going to score this weekend? Oh, I think they'll be. I a, think it's going to be a lot. I think they'll be around 40. I think they're going if, to hover at 40. Now, Big Red bothers me from the standpoint that he he scores like 28 in the first half. Then he takes his foot off the gas in the second half. I'm I'm of a believer you just keep attacking. They can't, you know, if they don't stop you in the first half, who, why are they going to stop you in the second half? Well, and that's one thing I've seen from this Chiefs team, and they didn't necessarily do it against Jacksonville because they kept scoring. But in the Oakland game, as well as the Baltimore game last week, they didn't do anything. Intentionally, it looked like to me. It wasn't that I thought their offense stalled. They just didn't run anything. No, They they, didn't run any plays. They didn't do anything. They were vanilla. And I think that once they want to turn it on, it'll be a whole lot of points. The problem is, the only thing, and what we keep saying, Steve... Got to get stops on defense. Yeah. Field goals. Well, Detroit is not exactly a prolific offensive team. You're saying Matt Stafford's not prolific? His stats don't look anything like they used to. And they don't have have a great running game. Well, one stat looks pretty good for him. They're 2-0-1. Well, no, I mean the money that he received. Oh, yeah. That stat looks pretty good. Yeah. But I really just don't see this game being any sort of a contest in Detroit on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be double digits unless, you know, unless... Of course, we're assuming nothing happens to Mahomes. And well, he's Yeah, I'm, I'm but, not going to say, you know what? Broken leg, second quarter. He's that's been, it. He has been getting hit a lot, and they have got to do a better job of protecting. Now, I don't know if Eric Fisher's back this week. Have you seen I don't him? think so. Man, that's two games in a row for him. Is uh, Who's the other? Andrew Wiley? What about him? Haven't seen anything. Okay. But, you know, the, you know, the Chiefs' offensive line is average to – a little above average. I think they're above average when, when they're healthy. When they're healthy. But, boy, you start putting the Jeff Allens and the Cameron Irvings of the world in there. Eesh. Doesn't even matter. Well, it hasn't mattered so far. Yeah. All right, Steve. I want a final prediction quickly, Chiefs. 40-24. 38-14. Book it. Is my prediction. Book it, Dano. I think it's going to be ugly. All right. All right, Steve. One more break. We have Fearless Forecasters predictions coming up here in just a moment. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. 
The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. It is our favorite time of the week. It is fearless forecaster time as we wrap up this week of According to Jim. Steve, I think that when Fearless dropped off his picks yesterday, uh-oh, well, he's nervous. You know, he knows that he's on double secret probation. Kind of like KU basketball. <laughs> and Belushi. Yeah. And, but he stinks. You know, he's just stinking this year. He's a, let's see, what's his record? I got it here somewhere. He's about 75%. That's not good for Fearless. 51 and 16. That's not very good. No, it's not good. That, that stinks. But he's he got to be better than and, that. And he says this could be what gets me fired this week because there's some – and I'll, I'll admit, there's some tough games to pick this week. Let's start with the Big 12. Okay. Do you have that prepared? Do you have his list in front of you? I've got it. All right, so Big 12, first game, Iowa State taking on Baylor. Who does Fearless think it could be? As I think that you printed off Fearless's picks a little bit too small. Steve has the paper right well, up next to his face. I've got this new computer. I've got to change the type size on my new computer because it's it's very small on my computer. Baylor's had two weeks to prepare for this game. It's home, which all signs point toward Baylor. But Iowa State has had a – they have a habit of beating teams like this in this situation. Iowa State, 28, Baylor, 24. How about the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Tech Red Raiders? Well, pack a lunch because it's going to be a four-hour game. and Lots uh, of passing. Kind of like Matt College's game last Saturday. But uh, Oklahoma will just score at will. Texas Tech will score a bunch. But it's going to be OU 60, Texas Tech 42. I kind of agree with Fearless there, but I don't think Texas Tech is going to score that many points. Maybe more like 60 to 21. Alan Bowman's going to throw it 75 times. Kansas State. On the road, in Stillwater, taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Who does Fearless think? Well, I can't read his pick. Well, I think that he read and wrote 31-30, to 30, Kansas State. That's right. That's what he told me. He's, <laughs> he's riding with the Wildcats. How about the Kansas Jayhawks taking on the TCU Horned Frogs? KU always plays TCU tough, they no matter where have. they play. TCU 37, KU 27. Let's move into the KCAC, starting off with the Sterling College Warriors taking on the Bethel Threshers. Maybe the best game in the KCAC this weekend. Well, I've seen Sterling and Bethel each of the last two weeks, and they are both prolific offensive teams. But I like Sterling's defense a little better, but I don't think neither one of them is going to stop the other. Sterling 42, Bethel 38. The Battle of the Birds, the Avila Eagles taking on the Friends Falcons. Uh Avila 30, Friends 21, but, you know, the more I think about this game, I don't think it's going to be this high of scoring because I don't think Friends can score 21 points. How about the Swedes and the Builders, Southwestern taking on Bethany? Well, Bethany's coming off a really tough loss last week up at uh, Kansas Wesleyan. Bethany's offense is really struggling. Uh, they've, they're only averaging 34 yards rushing a game. Southwestern 35, Bethany 14. How about Kansas Wesleyan, the top dogs in the conference, taking on the Ottawa Braves? Well, the what? The Coyotes are in a class by themselves. This is their – they still have uh, Sterling, too, but this will be their toughest game because this is kind of a rivalry because Ottawa's coach was there for a long time. Then he went to KW, and then he retired from there. So Kansas Wesleyan, 52, Ottawa, 21. The game that we will have on Saturday night, the Bulldogs taking on the Blue Jays of Tabor. 
How does Fearless see this going, and does he think the Bulldogs are going to get their first win? Well, I know you think the Bulldogs are going to get their first win. I kind of think they are, but Fearless picked Tabor, 31, McPherson College, 28. Give me the Bulldogs, 34-24. There you go. All right, Steve, on to the area side for some of the high school teams. Really tough games here. Let's start off with maybe the easiest one. Canton Galva taking on Bennington. The Eagles are 3-0, while the Bennington Bulldogs are 2-1. 54-12. Got a feeling this one at least will go into the fourth quarter. The Little River Redskins, they're 2-1, and they take on the defending state champion Central Plains Oilers. Central Plains is 1-2, though. Do you think Little River is going to pick up a huge win in 8-man-1 West? Well, you know, I was thinking about this game, and Central Plains is still Central Plains, but we had an insider tell us that Little River is probably the second-best team on the West side. Little River, 38, Central Plains, 32. The Mound Ridge Wildcats taking on undefeated Pratt Skyline. The Wildcats coming off of a 20-point win over Solomon last week, and what I think we would consider to be an upset. Yeah. Are the Wildcats going to get back to 3-1? and one? Dridger Nation's going to get it done. Ooh. They're at home again, 35, Pratt Skyline, 28. The Inman Teutons are 1-2, and two, and they are on the road at Marion, who is also 1-2. and two. Inman picked up a 15-7 win over Remington last week. They haven't scored a ton of points this year, they but are you taking the Teutons? Uh, Marion, 14, Inman, 12. Ooh. And then the area game that features two of our area teams, the Smoky Valley Vikings, who are 1-2, on the road at Heston, who is 3-0. That game has been bumped up to 6 o'clock. Is it going to be the Swathers that improve to 4-0 or the Vikings that get back to 500? Well, the Swathers are going to get it done. Smoky Valley, uh, 19 new start. You know, they're starting uh, 19 new guys. Heston, 20. Smoky Valley, 7. And they beat the rain. Let's go to AVCTL Division 3 as none of these teams are matching up with one another. Everybody is playing out of league. Let's start off with the Winfield Vikings, who are 2-1 taking on the Labette County Grizzlies. Winfield, if they can win this game, the Vikings have a chance this year to get to six wins. Yeah, and uh, I think Fearless didn't predict the margin of this game wide Ooh. enough. Fearless has Winfield 21, Labette 14, but I think it's going to be more than that. Give me the Vikes by three touchdowns. Okay. I think that's how I like that yeah. one. How about the El Dorado Wildcats, who we saw last week in the 55-16 game at McPherson Stadium? taking on University Academy of Missouri. Yeah. I, Did Fearless get a get a little insider tip from somebody on the Missouri side? Well, El Dorado lost to him last year, and El Dorado's probably not as good this year as, as it was last year. So University Academy 28, El Dorado 14. The Circle T-Birds, who are 0-3, taking on the 0-3 Rose Hill Rockets. Something's got to give, and who's going to do it? Rose Hill 7, Circle 0, perhaps in overtime. A dogfight. Yeah. How about the Wellington Crusaders taking on the Augusta Orioles? Wellington is 0-3. The Orioles are 1-2 with their only win coming over the Circle T-Birds. Who are you thinking? This is a, you know, this is a really tough one because, uh, you know, Wellington's got a great tradition. They've struggled this year. Augusta really hasn't distinguished itself. It only, only scored, what, 24 against Circle. Wellington played Andel really tough for a half. So Wellington's the pick 14-7. The Bueller Crusaders taking on the Mulvane Wildcats, 3-0 against 0-3. Mulvane's really struggling this year. Bueller, 30, Mulvane, 14. Our final game of the night, Steve. The McPherson Bullpups on the road at Abilene, 3-0 versus 0-3. Are the Bullpups going to start 4-0 for the 13th time in program history? Well, the Cowboys are doing a rain dance because they need the field to be really sloppy. And if it is, if it does rain, this is not a turf field. And Abilene has those bright white uniforms with the orange numbers. God, they're kind of... I don't, 
I don't like that uniform. But anyway, McPherson 56, Abilene 7. All right, Steve. 7 o'clock from Abilene. No time change yet. Be there, be square. Everything is still the same as it would be, meaning pregame begins at 6. If it changes, we will let people know. We'll post it at midkansasonline.com. Exactly. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight on the road at Abilene. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.